0: You're probably already familiar with Vogue. You know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than 100 years? You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue.
1: Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet.
0: Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori Birch, and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher.
1: Go beyond the pages of Vogue with the run-through, available wherever you get your podcasts.
2: He was looking to her to give him a sign to show him that he could be safe going into territory that felt uncomfortable for him. And she just wanted to say, you need to be all about me, 100%. I'm Beyonce. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, like, even Beyonce
0: compromises. We all
2: <laughs> yes. know about Lemonade. Yes. Um But more importantly, we get to
0: finally see shirtless Peter. Yeah. The, the real miles have been the best. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about The Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent
2: shows.
1: Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Friends, Romans, countrymen,
0: today we are shattered. In just one very long day... We lost Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris.
1: And then we not only lost Rachel and Peter, we had to, like, watch the whole horrible thing
0: happen in what felt like real time. If you're anything like us, uh, this experience took a lot out of you. It was h- hard to even quite enjoy the happy ending, and I just... I tweeted this earlier. I have so many mixed emotions right now. Yeah, but it, we have to remember, there was
1: technically a happy ending, um, at least for Rachel and Jerome, who we now know as Brian, and they finally got to have their engagement on TV and share it with the world, and
0: they looked like they just couldn't be happier. And despite the fact that you all know we have solidly been Team Peter this whole time, we love Rachel and we really are happy for her and Brian. So here to discuss how really, genuinely, so so happy we are today. We have writer, activist, and publisher and executive director of the Feminist Press, Jamia Wilson here with us. Thank
2: you so much for having me. Thanks for being here.
1: Um, it's gonna be like a an intense first episode for you to to be part of. This. <laughs> I know you're really gonna dive in. Yeah. I feel honored. Today I have 12 pages of notes. It just keeps getting worse, you guys. Um,
2: Emma just got a text. Don't worry about it. I was inundating her with texts yesterday (laughs) (laughs) as we were contemplating who was going to end up as the final rose. Oh, yeah.
0: And did you guys
1: get it right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We knew. We didn't want
0: to know. I think all of Mm us knew, but we wanted to be wrong. Uh, Yeah. And I think that's. I saw some people being so shocked and devastated on Twitter, and I think my reaction was a little more muted because I went into the episode being like, Eric's going to go first, then it's going to be Peter and it's going to be sad, mm-hmm. and she's going to end up with Brian. Like, that just felt – like, we, we knew. The amount of rationalizing that I had in my mentions
1: was – Like, I felt so bad for these, you know, like people wanted so desperately desperately for to be Peter. We saw the whole breakup and he was on stage with her. But like, he's going to come back. Right. And people were like, well, she's not wearing a ring. So he is definitely going to propose right now. And like, see, she was smiling. So that means she knows. And I was like, guys, she has been saying since May that she's engaged. Like, he's not going to propose now because then she wouldn't have been engaged this whole time. Like, this just, I know how badly you want to
0: be Peter, but. That's stop just not... making Peter
1: – stop trying to make Peter happen. Yeah. I mean, I,
0: I'm saying that to myself. Yeah. He's going to happen <laughs> for someone. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm sure for many someone. Yeah. We'll see. Um,
1: so first we, uh, we have a little catch-up over how she stands with all the guys. And then we find out that there's going to be a format switch-up. Chris Harrison is hosting the live finale. There's no, like, after the final rose – Instead, Rachel's going to be on stage with him throughout the whole thing doing, like, interstitial interviews about what's happening, and, which makes the actual finale three hours long.
0: <laughs> Maybe they realize that people drop off after the final rose and oh. they wanted to force everyone to watch all the way through the three hours. That's and great. a promo
2: Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I did not love this format. I was saying this to you, Claire, earlier, but I felt like maybe the reason they were doing it was to try to have the, the Peter breakup be kind of one section and then fully move on, but it didn't work.
1: Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts about that, Jamia?
2: It was really stressful for me to watch it on <laughs> <in> this format. <laughs> yes, yes. The perfect thinking, word. I'm used to, I mean, we've been watching this show for so long, so we're conditioned like mice <laughs> 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 to be able to have this certain experience. And it's going to be like any symphonic event that there's going to be the crescendo, and you're going to think that things aren't going to go the way you want them to. And then it's going to fall, but then you're going to have a rising end, and everything will be happy. And I just felt like there was so much focus on making it almost like a live stream sort of experience. And it seemed like they were trying to make it feel participatory in some way, but it was still contrived. So I definitely did not like this format and hope that they don't do it ever again. <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel like it really emphasized how disconnected their present is from when we see the show. Like it's supposed to make it feel like more immediate reactions. And instead, you know, Rachel's up there like, Right, yeah. like
0: I remember that. It was terrible, and she's visibly uncomfortable <laughs> yes. the whole time. Yeah. like, did we need that? We could have gotten a few awkward, you know, flash backstage to her face and And that would have been fine. I would have preferred yeah. to see this whole like really emotional finale be allowed to play out in succession. Yeah.
1: And I think we'll, I mean, we'll definitely get to this, but there was something about the fact that she didn't have any time to gather her, her thoughts and um, center herself after these really emotional moments before she had to confront the guy involved with them that must have been really hard. And she's a very composed person, but it clearly, st- like, really rattled her. And she I wonder didn't if they any were trying to, to do that. that. Yeah, which, like, sucks. Yeah, uh, And she said, you know, like, why do you keep doing these first-time-ever things to me i like, seriously, why? It's like they're like, the theme is first time. Like, she's the first black woman. And also, everything else is going to be different, but not in, like, a meaningful way, just in, like, a gimmicky way.
2: And that really bothered me. As a black woman, I kept thinking, like, this is just like on The L Word how all the bad things had to always happen to bet. You know? <laughs> 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 I noticed these things yeah, <laughs> because yes. these things happen. And, you know, she had been kind of written into the show as a white woman. And then they uh, talked about how she wanted her biracial – Um, identity to be a part of it. And so I was thinking about this with Rachel and that, oh, all the firsts are happening and that's great. We can keep up with a theme. And then I'm thinking, but we're also creating a sort of trauma porn with this black woman's experience and pain. And that's really problematic. Not to say that they haven't done objectable things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Objectable things to other people and other bachelorettes. But I had thought a lot about that. Um, and that, you know, the kind some of the things that made me really uncomfortable because I could identify with them were them kind of dealing with how she was feeling pressures around being the first bachelorette, but focusing on it in really annoying ways. Black bachelorette and focusing on it in annoying ways. And so that was something too that I thought, you know, just like I hope you're paying for her therapy and <laughs> <laughs> helping to support her because this is rough and you know, she's having to an answer to a lot of different publics <laughs> yeah, for her yeah. decisions. Yeah. And we
1: know that she loves therapy. So, you know, they can give her a trip to Rioja, but they should really yes. throw give in her a some of that street And, street and you know, girl
0: deserves to get her uh, wedding paid for yes. by this franchise.
1: <laughs> also, we did, speaking of weddings, little update, Juan Pablo reached out to the show and asked them to <laughs> that
0: announce. That was some, like, such he, subtle dig,
1: like. He asked us to spread the word. That he's married is what it is. Um, Hilarious. No one can believe it. I feel like he and Nikki were just on like celebrity couples. It was the most tepid applause
0: from the live audience. (laughs)
1: Um, Although we saw some more tepid applause. I was like, is this just a bad audience or are they unhappy with everything that's happening tonight? Both. Um, So we finally get to the rest of her date with Peter. Um, We left in the middle of this conversation about how he doesn't – it's the fantasy suite – He's not sure that he can propose by the end of the show, which is rapidly approaching. And he says to her, you know, what are you thinking? And she says, honestly, that I'm trying not to cry. Uh, And this is when we learn and in the moment um, that what's going on with Peter really reminds her of this long-term five-year relationship that she had that she thought was going to go toward marriage. And it never really lifted off. And she's worried that she'll say, "Okay, let's just date after the show and it will be that same situation, like always a reason not to take that step now. Um, And, you know, she also says that hearing that he doesn't want to propose yet made her realize just like how deeply she feels for him. And he's like, you know, I really care about you. I was like, Peter, (laughs) he's
0: never quite (laughs) in it. Enough, at least when you see it especially side by side with the Brian relationship. It's very clear that—and this isn't, you know, a dig at him or or a plus for Brian. It's just the reality. Like, one of these guys was all in for her the entire time, and the other one was, to his credit, very honestly expressing that he wasn't quite there yet. And that's totally fair. But you can see where they sort of hit this really sad— roadblock and like could there like there was really no way to properly resolve it if she's saying I want this thing and he's saying well I can't give it to you and that was really the crux of it at the end and it was super sad yeah. even at this point you know he's saying like there's something here that is unlike anything I've ever experienced and that's undeniable and that's why I'm still here and I'm fighting for this and it was so like it was very I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm, like, in love with Peter. So. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then I was sort of like, you're not you're not putting this – like, maybe you feel like you're putting this in really deep terms. But for Ra- as Rachel, what I'm hearing is I'm here because we're really similar and I think there could be something and that's the only reason I'm still here. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like enough. Like, I feel like you should have a lot of reasons to be here and they should all be about how great I am. That's, that's also true. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that he was genuinely – into her, genuinely had feelings for her, but he wasn't He wasn't sure, and I don't think that he could have really given her a guarantee. Yeah. I think,
1: that, like, this that, is also a total bachelor move that he pulls, is when she gets really upset, he's like, that's a big part of what I need to see, and I was like, that's totally what Nick did, too, yes. and Rachel does it a little bit, too. It's like, I need to see... That you're you are, upset at the idea yeah. of losing me, and that makes me know that there is something real here. And he's like, I see now that you're upset to lose right. me, and that I, makes me feel like this is a stronger relationship. He was
0: clearly looking for – also for, to provoke affirmation for himself from her. Uh, and I think they both were sort of going at each other, both needing affirmation, and neither one of them could kind of – like, he wanted her to affirm that he was definitely the one and therefore, like – she would totally trust him to commit without the proposal. And she wanted him to be sure that she was the one and wanted him to show that commitment by saying, I will propose. So I think they just, like, sort of reached an impasse. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, she smartly offers him the fantasy suite. This is they; it's the only time they have a chance to really have, like, those real conversations. So, oh, to be a fly on the wall—
2: yeah, so <laughs> the whole eyelashes thing threw me.
0: Oh <laughs> like yeah, that was well, oh, happening okay.
2: too because I was thinking like, what did happen in that fantasy suite? In addition to that fight, but how, I was thinking yeah. about how it. I did kind of have a frustration with Rachel, although I love her and I'm Team Rachel, <laughs> because he did say or strongly imply that if she had said, "You are the person who I'm most deeply connected with," then. Maybe I will go out of my comfort zone. So I did feel that, you know, in the rules of compromise and diplomacy (laughs) that she was unwilling to give. I mean she is a prosecutor, quite good at her job. (laughs) But that was the one thing that I'd say was really sad for me to see because it did seem like he was looking to her to give him a sign to – show him that he could be safe going into territory that felt uncomfortable for him. And she just wanted to say, you need to be all about me, 100%. I'm Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which guess, which she, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I get. Which she is. Yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Fair
1: enough. <laughs> but, like, even Beyonce compromises. We all <laughs> yes, know about Lemon. Yes, um,
0: But more importantly, we get to finally see shirtless Peter. Yeah. The morning real have been the best
1: of any season. <laughs> shirtless Eric, shirtless Peter— I'll allow shirtless Brian because she likes it. <laughs> and, like, Rachel, like, no makeup, just looking, like, angelic. And, th- like, that she keeps – she, like, makes eggs with them and, like – He has oh, his so – we, we get a
0: full view of his tattoos that had not been quite visible. Yes. Yeah, I was very like oh. – edgy. I'll even allow these ugly tattoos. <laughs> That's how much I love you, Peter. That took the uh, edge off yeah. a little bit for me. See so those yeah. tattoos?
2: Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, All right. <laughs> you know, good. You're taking down your smolder factor just a little in it. a good way.
1: <laughs> I, I thought they were cute, um, um, but,
2: but you
0: could tell that the next day, even they hadn't really resolved anything. Yes. Yeah, I think they had a really
1: good night that felt really natural, but then they didn't. Sexy. They didn't fix that problem. Um, and so next she goes to meet Brian at, like, sunrise in a vineyard And we're still on fucking
0: overnight dates. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and she's sort of in her head uh, about Peter. So she ends up being kind of distant during the day date. Um, they ride horses. She says she'll take the brown horse because it matches her. She always, like, gets those little comments in. Yes. Nice. Um, and he's talking about how, like, the relationship feels like a fantasy and a dream and a fairy tale. And he thinks Rachel's in love with him and he just needs to have blind confidence and faith. He um, also, All the things
0: Peter, like, right, won't, won't do. do. I did enjoy, though, seeing little cracks in Brian. He's <laughs> so—no, he's just so—and we've discussed this, like, always with the platitudes, always yes. with the pronouncements. And I actually liked him more when we got to see a moment where he was like— today was rough. It was a bit awkward. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure where I stood. I'm like, oh, you're a human
1: being. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's We've been waiting to kind of see Brett. Like, even when he had that rough time with her family, he was just like, you know what? I think I did as, be- as well as I could possibly do. And they're weird about the situation, but they thought I was great. And it's like, are you aware yeah. of yourself and like how people <laughs> perceive you at all? And that was a moment where he was like, I could pick up on the fact that Things were not what what I wanted and what you wanted. And let's, like, actually fix that. And that's Mm. something you will need in a relationship. You can't just, like, assume everything
2: is fine. Like, I'm amazing. Yeah. Which is why her sister, I think, was getting visibly frustrated with that. You know, she was kind of like, I am letting you know that I'm throwing you shade in a very intense (laughs) way. (laughs) And he was like, cool, I'm glad we understand each (laughs) other. We do not understand each (laughs) other. You will be my best
1: man in the wedding. (laughs)
2: Exactly.
1: Um, I think that they did a hot air balloon ride. I think this was. Oh, that. yes. Or is yeah. it later?
0: There no, no, are too no. many dates uh, on this episode. Oh, no, that was later. Oh, my Sorry, God. Sorry, that was later. Yeah, it's okay. very confusing. So they, they have a conversation. Because also because they're, like,
1: all in vineyards. Yes. Right.
0: Every single date in Spain that they've done has somehow involved wine. Which, which is great, it's but fair. it's hard
1: to, like, tell them apart. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. She sh- gives him the fantasy suite after they sort of talk about how her energy has been a little bit off.
1: Yeah. Um, and he's, he reads it. He's like, if you choose to forego your individual rooms tonight, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, um, to Lane is in the moment. He says, I've been working on taking Rachel's walls down and now I just need to remove that last brick. And I was like, Peter, I'm Brian, that's so graphic. That's like, it felt very graphic. I was like, I don't need to hear what you're taking down. I want to just, like, erase all the scripts in his head. Yeah. I think
2: he'd, yeah. And he's a chiropractor, and so there was this whole thing I thought throughout where I'm like— if I were a woman who was going to his practice, I would no longer want to be his patient <laughs> after yeah. watching the show and hearing those sorts of metaphors and seeing how, ugh. I'd be like, this
1: guy is not putting his hands <laughs> exactly. on me. Exactly. Also, I'm like, I, I I think that chiropractic chiropractic medicine is like totally made up, but you know what? I, no, I have to disagree. Well, well, I haven't tried
2: it. I haven't it's tried it. Fit, There's I like a lot of studies that show <laughs> that it's basically
1: bullshit, but it's fine. Um, some people well, like to go to them, like Emma. Like when I literally <laughs> couldn't
0: move my neck, and then I yeah. could and was not in pain Ooh. any longer.
1: That's true. But you have to be careful because sometimes you have a stroke afterwards.
0: Woo! <laughs> I, 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 I love my chiropractor.
1: <laughs> hey, Charlie. Um, if up? I ever went to one my sister-in-law, who is a doctor, would, like, murder me. Yeah. Um, but you don't you don't have to worry about, about that. Um, Dr. Dr. is probably taking patients. Yeah, <laughs> I know. If anyone wants I to don't fly know. down to Miami. We did see some evidence that he has a new uh, line of income. Oh. What's so, this best? Selling some swag. Yeah. He's wow. already some Rachel and Brian swag. Oh my goodness. Already. Yeah. Wow. wow. And and cups that say Doctor
0: Abs.
2: No. <laughs> no.
0: It's like you can't say that about yourself. Especially, Especially when like, you were Abacelo. It's so bad. I mean. Yeah, and he's like, like, totes that say, like, find your Jerome. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm sure Rachel is aware of this, but, yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that would
0: be funny if she was like, I had no idea. (laughs) He's like, just Um. a little side hustle, huh? (laughs) Um, So my favorite part of the whole overnight date part was that when we go back to the studio and Rachel is like, I was in there asking about health insurance, asking about credit credit scores. I was like, yes. Yes. That is why I love you, Rachel. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that this episode is joyless, like, there are moments like this that remind me why this season was great.
1: And I think it's a good reminder for all of us who are, like, she's just taking Brian at face value and she's not, like, being, like, questioning things that might not be so great about him. She's like, no, listen, I I got way in there. Like, I hit all the points. You're just not seeing it. And that's a good thing for us to remember. Um, and... Oh, God. They were, like,
0: feeding each other strawberries in bed in the morning <laughs> oh, after. And we get a voiceover of Brian being, like, the chemistry is hotter than ever. He, <laughs> Ugh. I just – it's just, like, Brian, I want to like you so badly. And then you just say shit like this. I just – yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> I just feel like he keeps – it's, like, you know, your friend keeps sending you texts about, like, the hot sex she had last night. And I'm, like, I'm happy for you. Like, I don't actually want to know – um, maybe just, like, no details it for me. See,
0: I'd prefer, I'd be fine hearing it from Rachel because then it oh, would yeah, feel like my true. friend, yes. not, yes. like... It's like if your friend's date was sending you texts
1: <laughs> yes, saying, exactly.
0: I had hot sex with your friends. It's like,
1: sorry, Brian, you are just <laughs> our friend's date to us. Um, rose ceremony
0: time. Eric is still there. <laughs> yes, remember Eric? Poor
1: Eric. Eric didn't get any screen time until this uh, point. Well, And he decided to do it wearing... A navy suit with a white t-shirt and white sneakers. It wasn't that it didn't look good. I was just like, this is the final three rose ceremony. I feel like you need, like, a button-down. Preach.
2: Know. I mean, I definitely was like this. I mean, and, you know, it's documented that, you know, in some of those underground Hillary groups, I was also like this about other people who weren't <laughs> taking positions seriously <laughs> as it related to their fashion choices. I'm like, rise to the occasion, then, and I will take you seriously. Yes. <laughs> and you can imagine, in terms of, like, you know, certain male candidates who are running <laughs> the Democratic primary series, where I'm like, you know, at least, like, comb it for, for this. But yeah, please. I yeah. was thinking that with this, too. When I saw Eric, I'm like, for the this job you want. Up. Dress for the job you want. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I and I always thought this about Eric when we did the hometown dates and just like my gal Rachel, you know, like seeing many similarities. I'm not trying to project, but you know, between like how I was raised, how she was raised, and I was just like, she's she likes him, but I see he's gonna be into the friend zone at the end <laughs> yeah. because I just see that there are, like, lifestyle things <laughs> that yeah. are not going to work between the two of them. And that was one of them when I noticed them. Like, she wants you to show up for prime time. Like, her wearing, you know, sequin things, yeah. like, bedazzled be on her dress to just show that she's queenly and that this rose ceremony is, like, her coronation. you got to show up and come correct. And I definitely saw that. I'm like, I know you want to look cool. <laughs> and I know you want to have swag, which you've done. Yeah. But right now Peter's going to slay.
1: I mean that's – like ultimately I feel like she had certain guys like Dean and Eric who she liked a lot and had a lot of chemistry with. But they just seemed – they presented as not having grown up yet. That's sort of like if your whole narrative is that you're a little too immature, maybe don't wear sneakers to the rose ceremony. You know, like she needs to see (laughs) that you're going to – not only act like a grown man but like look like one um like she knows how to look like you say
0: like she knows i will she knows say how to present her final herself. three were a good looking bunch they yes. were very attractive
1: <laughs> yeah but that's a, like yeah brian and peter are always very snappily dressed so i, I wish yes. that, that eric would have been a little i mean but um in the in the realm of bachelorette crimes uh pretty <laughs> mild um so she starts like the rose ceremony by giving this little speech um, about how she needs to be true to herself and what she wants, and what she wants is not a boyfriend but a proposal she's and a, to move towards marriage to p- at Peter. <laughs> yeah, throughout. he looked kind of ill, not for the yes. first or last she time. This episode, he looked like
0: he was going to throw up yes. during this
2: rose ceremony. I started
1: to think that maybe she was going to get rid of him then and there because it sounded like mm-hmm. she was justifying the choice she was making, but it was really a warning that was like, "This is your last chance." Yes.
2: Which was so like courtroom drama again that she. <laughs> (laughs) like evoking all of that when i saw it i'm like oh she's letting him know that three strikes you're out (laughs) yeah that's what's happening right now
1: yeah all the like yeah the the public like pageantry that she does is very very like litigator and that's why she's so
0: good at carrying the show yes Mm because she knows how to like be succinct and present
2: the facts (laughs) and like do it in a way that is uh, evokes a response. Like the DeMario situation, yes. Yes. I rewinded and watched that a couple <laughs> <Yeah>. of
1: times. <laughs> it really, like, takes me back to mock trial and when, like, you would just, like, really get someone on cross-examination and you're just like, everyone just saw me do that amazing thing
0: <laughs> and I won. And like, Rachel she, just feels that way all the time. All the time. Yes. It must be
1: awesome. Um, so finally, she gives the first rose to Brian and the second rose to Peter. And in her voiceover, she's sort of saying, like, between Peter or Eric, do you go with the guy who says I love you but who I don't think is really ready for marriage or with the guy who I think is ready but he's not willing to, like, say the
0: things and take the steps that I need? I don't even think that was actually it. I think she just – Liked Peter significantly more than she liked Eric. Yeah, I mean that is, it makes sense to present it
2: that way. But I'm like, at the end of the day,
0: yeah. I she mean, just was never Eric was never going to be the final two.
2: Well, when Eric said this is a thing too, and I thought, oh, I like how he puts silver linings on things because when they were sitting there and she said, "I love you," but not in the way I love them, he took it as, "Well, she said I love you," and I'm like, no, she's telling you she loves you like a brother, brother. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is what had happened.
0: <laughs> right that, see, this is why I love Eric and find him so endearing. So first, Peter accepts the rose, and he looks like he's going to throw up. I, like, have in my notes, like, Peter whispers and looks like he's going to vomit when he accepts the rose. Um, And then, yeah, she and Eric have this wonderfully kind of positive breakup. And I will
1: say, Eric, like, I love, and he's great. He always, like, has a little, like, life insight to impart in monologue form. And I'm always, like... That must be hard for Rachel sometimes to – like she's like he really gets me but I also am like I feel like there's not a ton of give and take in their conversations. Mm -hmm. Like she's like, all right, like I'm sorry. And he's like, listen, I just want to thank you for being open (laughs) and you let me give what – you got, allow me to get what I need by doing that. And God willing, I know you're going to get what you need and I'm always just going to love you and that's the truth. And she's like, okay,
0: (laughs) bye. Like, you really said it all. Like, there's nothing. That makes it easier on her. It certainly Mm -hmm. does. And I think that, you know, the more we've gotten to know Eric, he is this kind of self-reflective person. And he lives his life because of the life experiences he's had in a way that's like, if this doesn't come to me, it wasn't meant for me. And it, it is a really kind of commendable, wonderful outlook to have. And I think the fact that He was able to see, like, hey, this experience helped me grow is Mm -hmm. pretty cool. And I also think, you know, the fact that neither of them were particularly – I mean, they were emotional, but they weren't, like, upset or or angry at all, I think speaks to the fact that, like, neither of them really thought they were going to marry the other Mm -hmm. one. It's interesting
1: because, like, I think he was very aware of his competition being a little older, maybe a little – more experienced in relationships, but he did seem very confident about their relationship. And he says later, like, that was that's the first row ceremony where I didn't expect to go home. But um, he did get so much more out of it than I think early in the relationship. He was very anxious and feeling insecure. And at this point, he was like, no, I was valued in this relationship. And that's that matters. And he he also like I really liked what he said in the limo and. Um, he said, I'll miss the entirety of her, and he's mm. happy I had to experience life with her. And then he's like, I wonder who, like, the next person for me will be because she was the one. And I thought that that sort of captured what is sometimes hard in our society to, like, wrap our minds around is, like, you can feel like someone is the one, but that doesn't mean they're actually the only one. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. a way of looking at the person that you're actually with and being like, I'm not – looking outside you at all but if this relationship ends there will be another person like that for me and right i really they were, liked that i
0: liked that a lot too i thought honestly i mean and then we see back in the studio with eric like i felt mm. like eric was the real winner yes. of this episode yes. yes like he came off with the beard so beautifully okay that beard was <laughs> working for him. Um, and a little preview: Claire and I actually had Eric in studio a couple weeks ago. The beard, is we like saw the even beard in cuter person. in person. He, he is so damn cute, guys. He is Aww. so attractive uh, and, and, he, like, and lovely. Everyone in, person. in the office.
1: Aww. He was like, "I just want to touch the people. I want to hug them." And we were like, "Well, Aww. they want to hug you." Yeah, so. he <laughs> his, his
0: manager was like, "Eric really loves talking to people. If anyone wants to come, like." See, like he would love that. He was Eric was so was the sweetest, so sweet. So oh. we're gonna um have the interview coming later that uh, obviously he, we recorded. He couldn't with talk him. at
1: that point about yeah. what happened, um, so. <laughs> but I think we all kind of suspected. Yeah. So um he was very well behaved with the spoilers. He, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's
0: but he is came off the way that he actually appeared like in these last few episodes yeah. on wow. TV in person, which was heartening. Yeah, and in his conversation with Rachel, like. It was just really, really lovely. And I think the narrative came off well that he did grow from this experience. And to me, his one-on-one time with Rachel set him up to be The Bachelor, actually. Mm. Which I I had not quite... We saw
1: later that Rachel talked to Peter right after reviewing some really painful stuff whereas with Eric she talks to him right after he was like she's like the most beautiful creature (laughs) and she's perfect and I would have married her and so she was feeling clearly very open and positive toward him and he just comes out and is like I hope you're happy like I was all in but like we got got all moved forward and I'm glad that you like your heart's good and it was just a really good vibe and it definitely gave the impression that he had grown to the point where he could go through this process as the bachelor yes so, that would be fun it would be fun I would like that um, and he also asked if it was frustrating for Eric to go home when Peter stayed because Brian and Peter knew, right, knew that Eric wow Brian and Eric knew that <laughs> Peter <laughs> was not feeling ready to propose mm-hmm. they talked about that and he was basically like yeah um I felt, like, good for the first time at a rose ceremony um, because of that in part and didn't go the way I expected.
0: And we often hear, like, Caitlin Bristow, who was also in the third position, Mm. she talks a lot about how because you're separated at this point that, like, if you have a good overnight date, then you go into that rose ceremony feelings. And she was, like, that was for her also the only rose ceremony that she went in feeling like – totally confident wow. that she was going to get a rose. Yeah. And then she got <laughs> kicked off just because you yeah. don't see – you don't quite see the, the intimacy that is developing that's sort of intangible with the other people.
1: Yeah. I think it's also hard – to remember this, but often the person that she's having, that the lead is having the most tension with, is someone that they've kept that far despite that tension, and that means that they're invested in that person. Yes. So yeah. they knew she was having this tension with Peter, but what that really meant was... She cared. She cared enough to give him another another chance. Okay, so time for the final two dates. We have so many dates this episode. Um, and the first one is her last date with... And I think this
0: is uh, the air balloon. Hot air balloon. balloon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This
1: is when they meet at sunrise and they get in a hot air balloon. And he's like, it's so beautiful up here, but all I'm thinking about is what's right in front of me.
0: The beautiful. (laughs) I'm sorry. If I had a ring, I'd propose right now. Did did you
1: guys um, see this thing that happened, like, last week where the um, social media, like, starts? posted an Instagram of his wife and was like, I love my cr- wife yes. and yes. curvy body. <laughs> yes. Everything Brian said just suddenly reminded me of that. Like, my <laughs> water <daughter> is wet. <laughs> exactly. If you look back through that guy's, like, Instagram, there are so many pictures of her where he's like, everywhere we go, I just only can look at her beautiful doll face and, like, her wow. her thick body. And, like, I just love it so much. And I was like, <laughs> everything Brian says feels like that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, who doesn't want to be just, like, totally worshipped? Yeah. Um,
2: She'll well, apparently Rachel does. And he she seems consistent does. in it. Because I think in the beginning of the entire season, I thought, oh, this is going to wane. I thought that, you know, at first I'm like, well, he's getting the kind of edit that means he's gonna go far, but maybe this, he can't sustain this amount of flattery. Yeah. I mean, apparently, it's not natural. Uh, but uh, it is his natural state, yes. <laughs> and he will do it forever. <laughs> I
1: mean, my question was whether she was gonna get really tired of it. But I think that she was. Annoyed at first by it. And then she was like, Well, it seems like he really means it. So, like, it actually doesn't bother me at all. And I was like, Don't you want to talk about other stuff? But, you know, um,
0: I know. I keep hoping, we don't hoping that, that they all their just. Right. There's so much that gets left on the cutting room floor. I just have to believe that they spoke about things other than her beauty sometimes. Yes. I hope.
2: And in the like culture and political climate of this <laughs> show, I couldn't, I was kind of like, I hope that people were talking about all the things that were happening on some of these dates. Yeah. Right? At some point. I does I mean, I will say Rachel's pretty aware
1: generally of, of what people are like, I think. But um it seems like her final few guys were I don't know much about Brian, but most of them were pretty like socially conscious. Yes. Um, which has been nice to see after the show. So um it seems like she at least had an awareness of what they would like what they think about stuff. Um and they get to the evening portion of the date, and uh, they're sort of talking about what sh- where her heart is, and he's he just, like, lays it all out in a way that I felt like was almost a little manipulative, but, like, you have to do what you got to do. In this <laughs> situation, he's like, I think I'll make you the happiest, and it would be a mistake not to choose me, and I would be so devastated and so yeah. heartbroken I might not recover. And I was like, well, <laughs> you're putting an awful lot on her right now because – she needs to break up with one of you, and you are just like, well, if you're wondering who could handle it, it's not me. <laughs>
2: well, do you know what that reminded me of? Which is, I'm still trying to get over that hometown date with his mom. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> <But> I'll never <laughs> be over that hometown date. <laughs> yeah. I can never be over that. And remember, she was like, if anyone were to hurt him. <laughs> oh <my laughs> right? God. So I was thinking it was the yeah, Rachel's same thing. like, Oh, no, of-
0: his cousin and mother will likely murder me yes. if <laughs> I leave him. But, but I also, didn't even think about that. But it's like, what's worse? Like— taking him away or like dumping him yeah do you die either way
1: probably yes, probably yeah.
0: <laughs> she's only got one one move now
1: and it's straight to miami <laughs> they're gonna live in the same building yes. um he also gives her a spanish english dictionary with like he looks like he like glued a cover on it that says brian and rachel spanish dictionary this is the part and there's where like I a always- cheat sheet slipped into it with like words about their relationship like husband and leap of faith Thoughts. as <laughs> as
0: far as okay as far as horrible cheesy thing gimmicks on this show go and they almost always give some sort of token at this point this bothered me significantly less than like a really bad scrapbook or a poem
2: yeah i'm like at least that's an actual english spanish dictionary yeah and the the vanessa scrapbook right you're bringing me back to the last one or like someone who like writes a
0: horrible poem or song like or like someone once wrote like a fairy tale book
1: about their relationship who was that was was that jeff and emily Maybe. I don't know. A lot of like, – some, some of sort them of are book. repeated. To yeah, be yeah. There were a few books. Um, a lot of scrapbooks. But, no, I think that's great. And I think, she, you know, she mentions later that she is going to learn Spanish. And, I mean, that's, you know, an important part of joining a family that is um, bilingual. And I think that it's great that he's, like, emphasized that part of his culture um, and that he's bringing her into that. I just, like, I felt like he wasn't artistic enough to make a cover for a book. It looked a little rough. I don't know. I was <laughs> yes. like, just use the original cover. Um, just be like, I picked this up at the airport. It's a Spanish <laughs> dictionary. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then it's time for Peter's final chance date, I think they're called officially.
0: Did you notice uh, that this date started off with, like, ominous, sad music cues? Oh. It was, like, oh. right off the bat.
1: I never notice, but then, like, Greg will walk through and be like, oh, my God, this music. And I'm like, oh, you're right. It sounds like the Titanic is singing." Yeah, I
0: usually don't notice, but I did because it was particularly striking because usually, like, when they're running up or, like, the beginning of a day, it's sort of neutral or, like, lighthearted. And this was, like, you knew something bad
2: was going to happen. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. And the lighting was darker. They kind of did that sort of lighting were I mean maybe it was to light up their faces, but it did feel like oh, and did you see people on Twitter commenting on how the fantasy suite decor for Peter wasn't like as good as it was some like of the like other a weirdly ones?
0: tiny room. <laughs> it was yes. a little more
1: rustic.
2: Yes. Um
1: yeah, I mean it's definitely telling that like I think part of it is the setting. The, the setting that Brian got was a hot air balloon ride through like a sunny sky yes, over the beautiful. vineyards, and Peter got a monastery with
0: ominous church bells and a monk that's like, Yeah, you should propose. Basically. Honestly, I would prefer the
1: monastery, <laughs> but I'm a kind of dark, grim person. Mm-hmm. And it's no, it a kind of cool. dark room setting. Really cool. Yeah, it was like a place. She was like, we need to like take everything in in a
0: serene setting. He was wearing a really nice green shirt. Yes. The color was working oh. for him. I'm just going to say. And she was That's in camo. Really, yeah. They met. It was there, nice. When they were like really cuddling good. on the
1: ledge at the end of the date, I was like, this is straight out of a catalog shoot. Yes. It was just like, it, like in, too handsome yeah. together to be right, you know, that, like, they look great together, so something else must be wrong.
2: I also thought it was strange that a monk would be giving marital advice. Oh, no, that's totally <laughs> par for the course in the Catholic Church. Wow.
1: Yeah. You know, you're supposed to go to uh, premarital counseling with a priest oh, before wow. you get married, wow. pre And so the, the monk sort of takes them upstairs to show them a statue of Our Lady. Patrona um, of Rioha. Beautiful. And so the monk kind of asks them... <laughs> If they're married, are they going to get married? And she's like, maybe. And he asks Peter what he thinks about being married. And Peter says it's one of the biggest steps in life, and it should be between two people who show their love for each other in the ultimate way. (laughs) I thought this was a weird thing to say to a monk because the whole thing about the Catholic Church is that Christ showed his love in the ultimate way by literally dying on a cross. Um, marriage isn't quite supposed to be like that it's you know but it is a big deal and peter clearly takes it seriously and the monk is like well just you know don't be torn apart by things that are not important because right. sometimes couples separate
0: and over silly things like yes. the fact that
1: one of them doesn't want to propose And foreshadowing it is, listen it's sinful for people to break up
0: I just, the fact that he kept saying, I only want to do this once, I only want to do this once, which again, totally understandable. I also kind of understood why Rachel might read that as him saying, and I don't, and if I did this with you, I think I might do it again and therefore break up with you. Like,
1: it just, yeah. He he planted a lot of seeds of doubt. Yes. So, like, she's saying, You know, she felt like when she got to this point, if she put herself out there, whoever else made it to this point would also be putting himself out there. And he's like, you know, I can see this whole life together and the football games and going to the farmer's market and all this stuff. And I'm not afraid of marriage. But he is afraid of having multiple marriages. And I like really, really strongly related to that. Like I've had like nightmares about getting divorced. I don't know. Like it just doesn't happen in my family. Um, And so I think – That to me, it's like this sort of bogeyman. Like, what if I was the one who got divorced, you know? And I think for Peter, there's a little bit of that, like, it's not a casual thing to get married or divorced. And I need to be so sure that we can make this work. And on this show, most of the engagements don't work. So that's got to be a little scary.
0: Yeah. I mean, the truth is, in the world of this show... A proposal is a commitment to work on the relationship mm-hmm. towards marriage. It is no guarantee. And everyone who's come off of the show has said, even the ones that stayed together, you essentially start dating after yeah. the show. But, but to for the lead, like- the proposal says, like, I'm committed and I'm so committed that I'm going to publicly yes. on national TV propose to you. And so that may be gives more of, like, a guarantee of how much I am in
2: this show
0: And you're post show.
2: talking about kind of, like, the church and, you know, my own experiences with that, too. One of the things I kept thinking is, I'm like, she just wants you to testify. That's <laughs> <Like, laughs> what I was thinking about that, too. You know, knowing the reality of how this, just, like, she wants a testimony at The Rock where you are just going to be, like, based on all the things I've seen over these, like, three months, <laughs> yeah, long, yeah like, like, three less. months, that... Your special essence is so sweet that I will testify (laughs) to the world and before God that you are worthy. And I think – I mean I also was thinking, you know, the parallels of it being him from Wisconsin, her history there, Nick from Wisconsin, what went down with Nick. I was also thinking I think there was some sort of redemption piece there. That mm-hmm. he wasn't giving her. Right. Because she kept talking about the pattern and being afraid of revisiting what she'd done in last relationships. And so I also want to be like, you got to just make her feel like you still got her. That this you're not going to flip the script at some point here. Right. And I yeah. think that
0: she, in the back of her mind, always felt like he might. Yes. And that's why I think later on when we see her say, like, it wasn't just the proposal. That's what she's alluding to. Things yeah. that are – more intangible that maybe like just a vibe that she got that we could that couldn't translate into like an action on camera yeah Mm. i mean
1: when i think the first huge red flag for me with peter was on the date where he told her i think this was before hometowns about his ex-girlfriend and how they had this really painful breakup where they were both like crying because he couldn't give her what she wanted Mm -hmm. and what he was saying to Rachel is don't worry I will be able to do that later but he thought that earlier in the show he thought he would be at that point by now and he's not he thought that with his ex and he never got there so you have to wonder like if Peter has something that's holding him back from that that she if she ignores it she'll regret Um, and I really felt for both of them. Like, that's so uh, much during this whole conversation. That's what
0: was so hard about watching this is I was I kept going back and forth and I was getting so many texts and I found myself like defending both of them. Yeah because yes. I was like, I I see where they're each coming from. I can see mm-hmm. where you would get into both of these two headspaces. And I I at the end of the day, I guess I had to come down being like, I'm going to trust that Rachel, who has a good head on her shoulders, like knows where her lines are. And so if she chose to draw a line here, even if I don't get it and it wouldn't maybe be the choice I would make because Peter is beautiful and I love unavailable men, um, (laughs) that, that that was the best choice for her. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back to break down even more emotional trauma from last night with Jamia Wilson. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your Save the Dates make your registry, and even taste your cake.
1: Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process
0: super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungely as possible. (laughs) So important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola.
1: Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That Z-O-L-A dot Springtime vibes are in the air. And when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not
0: the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra absorbent. It's lightweight, low dust. And one six-pound bag works for up to a month.
1: Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat.
0: And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out. You won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house.
1: Our producer, Talon, has been using Pretty Litter, and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan and we know that you will be too.
0: Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy.
1: That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat
0: toy. Prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: Get up to sixty percent off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled
0: B A B B E L dot com slash L T S I.
1: Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Let's yeah. like get dive into a little bit of the night portion of yeah, their date where she they gets have this right breakup. To it,
1: And I transcribed so much of it <laughs> because, oh my God. So she they, he comes in, they hug and stuff, and then she's like so the rose ceremony, <laughs> I was talking to you, and I can't really tell, um, you know, if that got through. And, you know, talk to me about it. And he says, I'm in love with you. That became very clear to me today, but those feelings are so recent. They've been growing mm. to this point all throughout, but I don't feel that I'm ready to ask you to marry me tomorrow. But I don't want to stop being with and you. Literally tomorrow. And, that, and that, <laughs> yeah, that, That's tomorrow. So, that
0: is the part where my heart started to break a little because that felt yeah. so— real and understandable, like, he's like, I just, I'm just getting there, I'm just loving you, like, in and yeah. it's true, in real life, the minute you start to feel like you're in love with someone, you don't turn around and say, and now we're getting married. Yeah. Yes.
1: And she says, I get so confused talking to you, Peter, you're talking about, like, vacations, dogs, where we would live, what size, of, size bed we would have, oh. fantasizing a future that we could have together that you would want with a wife, but when it comes to reality, you know, you can't make that step and he says I want to make those steps but in time and she says I don't want to repeat what I've done in every relationship and she's like you know if you don't propose and I agree to date you what guarantee do I have my fear is that you know you just don't have that same level of commitment and he says I'm sorry that it's taking me this long but I don't want to act on impulse and realizing these feelings so recently is not enough to say that I want to spend the rest of my life with you but I want to try really hard
0: he says I want to try hard really really hard Mm -hmm. yeah But it's too new to give away one thing I hold dear.
1: And, yeah, and she says, well, (laughs) that isn't an opportunity that you have once. You're choosing to just do it once. And he says, well, that is my choice. I get to choose that. And she says, well, she wants someone who wants what I want, who wants that with her and he basically asks, do you know for a fact that I'm the man that you want to spend the rest of your life
0: with like can you tell me that she just sidesteps the question <coughs> he says, I can't answer that question he says why not she just repeats I, I can't answer that question another lawyer move just yeah I cannot answer that yes question. yeah Very
1: and he exacting. says so if I can't you walk away if I can't propose and there's just like Painful silence, Ugh. and she's like, "Where do we go from here?" And he says, "We're not breaking up." I know that was so I was sad. Lost it. I was,
0: oh god, guys, I was really, I was tearing up.
1: Like it's that moment when it's like you know they're breaking up because he doesn't want to say that they're breaking up,
0: and I feel like I'm sure a lot of us have been in some sort of situation in a relationship where like the feelings are there, but there are just something big you can't compromise on you can't come to a conclusion on and you're just sitting there like hoping the other person will bend to you or that you'll figure out some magical solution that doesn't exist to fix the thing
1: and i felt like what we see happen is something that often happens in these situations too which is that she keeps asking and asking and finally he's like you know let's just give tomorrow a chance like Maybe this isn't the right time, but you, you're definitely the right person and I don't want to lose you. And she's like, once she gets the answer that he'll do it, she's like, I shouldn't have had to ask this many times. And the fact that I did, you know, she kept asking because she wanted the answer. But once she got it, she's like, now it doesn't feel good.
0: Right, because she also didn't want it insincerely, And she even says, like, I want you to do it because you want to do it. But he doesn't want to do it. So, like, even if he says he will propose – it doesn't matter because he she knows already. He doesn't want to. Yes, and that
2: is and that was uh, why. I know some people were saying she was being cold during that on on Twitter, but I also felt like I totally understood what she was saying. And I want you to be sure.
1: I didn't feel like she was being cold during this. I mm-hmm. felt like she was cold on. Oh, I'm sure. During <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah, during the interview. I felt I really we'll understood to. where they both were. Mm-hmm. You know, they both really wanted something with each other and they realized that the other person compromising uh, would not make them happy either. And so that meant that they didn't have an option really. Um, And then he kind of, you know, she's like, I want someone who's sure what he wants. And he's like, I'm not sure tomorrow. And she's like, well, he's like, well, you can just go have a mediocre life with someone else then. Ooh, that yeah, was cold. It Oof. was like he was
0: clearly lashing out. He looked really. He was defensive. They were both very upset in this moment. Yeah, I read that just as a like emotional jab. Yeah, that was kind of off the cuff.
2: When he didn't like Brian. Yeah, right. that was. He also, the other, he's just he, he didn't does like not like Brian exactly. Yeah
1: um which is never like a great thing to reveal to the other person. Yeah, <laughs> the situation doesn't make him look great.
0: And I think we he- have like a solid end when when she says like I can't do tomorrow if you just want to be my boyfriend and he mm-hmm. just starts crying and says then I guess I can do nothing but wish you the very best. And he's mm-hmm. just like his voice like deepens and drops and gets quiet and like and then this goodbye was – Yeah. Oh, and ugh. he says,
1: I think they're, that we're both going to regret this decision. And she says, maybe. And he says, no, I am. And if you change your mind, you know where to find me. And he walks her to the elevator. And they just don't want to let go of each other. They're, like, both crying really hard. Like, they both definitely had tear hangovers. And he
0: says, I love you, Rachel. And she says – I love you too. And then she sort of lingers and says, like, I can't say goodbye. And he says, take a chance.
1: And she says, it's not going to change your mind. You're just going to feel pressure to do it. And that's when she leaves. And he takes off his sweater and, like,
0: wipes th- his face with it. because <laughs> he's just here. sobbing, like, what, like, whispering, like, what is wrong with me? Oh, my God. This was the most painful exchange. This is, like—
1: uh, Clara's her head in her
0: hands right now.
1: This is like the scene in a rom-com that, like, then there's the big gesture afterwards. And I think what was so hard for everyone is that we're— we're used to seeing that play out, but then that guy gets to have the redemption moment, and instead, it's like the rom-com where there's a big emotional like obstacle between two people. And instead of them making it up, she's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna go with this
0: guy." Then you know, also, like it
1: doesn't and feel it ended right so abruptly.
0: And this is, I think, why Chris Harrison even says like it didn't feel like there was really a proper ending. Chris it was didn't... fucking with us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was like, D- "Maybe you're, st- maybe you're actually engaged," and it's like. They, they kept doing that. It's like they don't have to try that hard to make us question what's happening because they've misled people so often in the past. This season it felt like they barely even tried because they were like people are just going to get in their heads about it and think that maybe we're messing with them so we don't even have to. Like it was so clearly Brian. They showed Brian's like watch in the proposal teasers last yes. week. Yeah. It was so obvious. And Reality but-
2: Steve, which, you know, I confess <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes will go on that site. You know, had thought it was Peter all the way. Really? Yes, before and then changed it. And he changed it and was like, everybody who's a Peter fan is going to be really upset, but it's actually probably going to be Brian because – and he did this a little bit before the Astrid slip-up. But it was like he said something about people were saying that it was Brian who, whomever his mysterious sure. sources are. Right. And so when I saw that, you know, that was a thing where I'm like, no. And so I had still had held out hope because he had been wrong with this that I still held out hope that oh, Peter and Peter and Rachel are going to have this issue, and then he's going to swoop in at the end and drive it and be like, stop it. Yeah. We are made for each other and she's going to get swept up in his arms. He's going to propose and they'll live happily ever after in bachelorland. So
0: I think this is kind of the weird thing about the fact that the this show plays into these really satisfying yes. tropes of uh, <laughs> rom-com, romance novel kind of tropes. And we, we like to see the arc feel complete and we like to see it be satisfying. Um, at the same time... In a reality TV situation, there's only so much you can build around what actually yes. went down between these people. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, I, it's so hard because also these breakup scenes, we've only seen a few like this. I mean, I, I kept thinking about um, the Brooks breakup yeah. from Desiree's season and where it also felt like she was – totally into brooks he kind of took himself out of the game it was and the, you know
1: what i thought that i felt and, bad for chris being settled
0: for right. they're married and have kids that's, now that's so exactly like, what i was going to say was I? is like that that even when it seemed as though oh that person's settling they're making the wrong,
2: wrong decision We don't actually know the full story. And you Um, have to clarify something for me because maybe my attention to detail was off at this point, like, three hours in. You think? (laughs) You think, right? I'm like, I was, like, trying to multitask with, like, multiple meal options while this was all happening. But there was that time when Peter said, I tried to reach back out, but I couldn't. Right. And I didn't know, was this a DeMario situation where they – where Chris went back to her and said – Peter would like to reach out, and she was like, "No, I'm done." Or if the Probably. Bachelor people said and no, this has funny, happened before. It's funny that that
1: it happened with him because it's the same thing happened with the Bachelor that we've heard a lot about um, in relation to Rachel and Peter, which is Nick, mm. um, Andy. Uh, chose Josh, and she dumped Nick ahead yes. of the final – the proposal day. And then Nick tried to reach back out to her, and she didn't want to hear from him. And that's probably exactly what happened this time. Yeah. Um, because we know they've gotten back – like, that's what happened with Jason Mesnick. He got back in touch with Molly, and she was like, yeah. sure. And so they talked. Um, it seems like Rachel wanted to leave that in the past. Wait, so this mm-hmm. is when we see them all, the, them all on stage together. Right afterwards, we get the breakdown with and Peter, and that was awful. I think you're yes. totally yes. right, Claire, I mean, before, that they did not
0: have space either of them to gather their thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It was very like right before, like we just see the breakup scene. We flash backstage. Oh,
0: Peter gosh, is like awful. crouched He's on the ground, over, like sobbing. It was like, <laughs> so
1: awful, and like just like. We've all been there, you know, like – but we've mostly never had to watch it
0: happen And again. then know you have to go
2: out in front of the whole world uh, and God. have them watch you while you –
0: And be th- real and get closure but also come off really well and have yes. everyone think that both parties are, like, nice, good people who handled everything well. Mm-hmm. Like, honest, these closure conversations are usually messy. There's usually anger there. And I think – but the studio audience and everyone watching wants to see them both be like – totally gracious totally happy for each other yeah
1: and uh, you know it is hard when the fans really like someone he seems very genuinely hurt and in a lot of pain and to see the lead be kind of dismissive immediately makes people very pissy with the lead. And that's how I felt. I was like, Mm -hmm. he's hurting. You're engaged and happy. Be generous to him. But instead, she wanted to kind of, like, have her moment of, like, this is what you missed out on. And it kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way.
2: I think she's still hurting. I mean, I don't yeah. want to speak for her, but I had a lot of, like, redemption moments of, like, former ex, ghosts of ex-boyfriends past. Um, and I'm stealing that from a subject line from one of my ex-boyfriends. who <laughs> emailed me a couple of years ago. And um, so I think when I heard that, because I'm like, oh, even though she's being petty, that clap back. I think I said, like, on Twitter, like, that, you know, the black girl magic angels, like, got its wings. Like, every time that she claps back. <laughs> she, says, she said I, to like, him, like...
0: He brings up the the mediocre comment. Yes. He kind of apologizes for yeah. it. And he says, yes. "I didn't remember I said that." And she's like, "I don't remember you said that either." But clearly, she was oh, yes. pissed off about it. Yeah,
1: she's like, <laughs> "Just you know, so you know, I'm actually living my best life." And he's like, "It's just so hard." I'm like. He's, he's not – he's down. You don't have yes. to kick him. Like, it's just, right. like, really he was hard to he, watch. clearly
2: yeah. not
0: in a position of power
2: in I, this yeah. situation. I wanted to make sure he was down because I think that's the thing, right? Like, when – I think that because he wasn't the person, and I'm, like, projecting so much here, but I think, I think that she – Wanted to make sure he was hurting probably the way that she was at that time. Not saying it's right, but that I felt that there was something about her holding him accountable. Like, I I mean, that might be the prosecutor in her, too, Mm -hmm. that was there for, like, not going the distance with her. And I think he was pushing back at that because he was saying, look, I told you that I was willing – to sacrifice and to do these things. But I very much felt like that from her. And I was actually thinking of a comment once when I was in a similar situation that my mom said to me when I said, okay, why can't I compromise or give this person more time when I know what I want? And it wasn't over a three-month process or over a Neil Lane ring. But <laughs> 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 she said, you know, his, fo- his one-two punch never had any follow-through. And, you and like, you're just, like, a follow-through person. And so you feel like yours always has follow-through and that's what you need back. And so I kept thinking that. Like, I was doing the little one-two punch. <laughs> like what happened when I watched it being like, oh, she's feeling like, you know, he's got the one-two punch but not the follow-through. And that she's pushing back because she's frustrated. I mean, I do think that had he been the one who said, I'm ready to marry you, she would have been like, bye, Brian. And I feel like that's why
1: she. Is. I wonder. I want like one thing she said last night that I found really surprising and interesting was that she told her family that Brian was her best friend, and
2: yeah, I don't remember that part. They didn't show it to that. Me, but, I don't think they yeah. showed it.
1: Um, so I don't know what she would have done, and that's partly what made me feel really bad for Peter. Is he can never really know what would have happened, but she was really invested, and this was the hardest thing for me to watch. In In telling him that none of her emotion was really about him. And so she wanted him to be fully committed to her and to propose. And then she wants to come back out and be like, I was just upset because it reminded me of this actual relationship I did care about. And I was like – Rachel, this guy is fucking still in love with you, and he's in a lot of pain. And you're just like, I never really felt anything for you. It was all smoke and mirrors. And I think this isn't— And she's made a point in the, with all the yeah. guys of being like, it was real. It was real
0: for us. And for Peter, and she was like, that's why I it feel wasn't. like she does care about that's him I think too. because she was that's angry. It was it. And she says, you know, she put it like, I'm just frustrated. But I think there was some frustration, anger, whatever, still there that because they hadn't had a real closure conversation— that it was kind of still still lingering on both sides, and that tells me that she really cared about him. And that's what we didn't see with Eric. Like, yeah, she cared for him, but I don't think that she got
2: anywhere close with any of these other men. And her family yeah. loved loved Peter. I mean, that was the thing, too, as I was thinking that, you know, that frustration of being like, oh, you could have completed the picture. Like, this picture yeah. would have looked really good, and you are not cooperating. I felt like that might have been where a little bit of her angst – had yeah. come emerged from. Um I mean it's been interesting too because I, I saw her kind of diving into Twitter and responding to people snark. Oh really? This yeah. What did yes. she say? I mean she somebody said something just about how they were disappointed that they didn't get the love story that they wanted out of this. And she was like, oh you yeah, you did get a love story. Like she was going yeah. back into mentions and responding and snarking. Um and so that made me think I, too that I think she's feeling you know, maybe there's a self consciousness about this decision.
1: I think that's the hardest thing too, um, and I'm terrible with this personally. Like my, my husband is very patient. I'm very self conscious of my image, um, not in, like a branding way, but I'm just like always like, am I coming off like badly or um, dumb or weird? And then when you pick a partner, that person is part of that, and. If people judge your partner, it feels so personal. And she must have been watching this whole season um, unfold. And she hasn't been able to defend him, but she has had to listen to a lot of attacks on what amounts to, like, a part of her. And that's really
0: emotional. And lifting up of someone that she ultimately felt wasn't quite there enough for her. And I wonder also if some of her frustrations at just the way that this season has played out in the editing and the fan reaction sort of also got channeled onto Onto Peter, but I did yeah. feel like she certainly was making a point that he shouldn't, shouldn't be the be next bachelor. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, when it you was said that it was
2: like so because she's revolution. like, "This show, yeah. this
0: process just isn't for you." And yes. she said it like four times to the point where he had to agree with her.
1: I mean, I felt bad. I mean, I felt a little bit. No, I I felt I felt more that like I felt bad like for him. it was. I felt like it was re- like if a guy does this to reach, and it's happened where a guy's like. I think that this is really how you feel or what you really need. I'm like, back off. She knows how she feels. She really did that to Peter. He was like, here's what I was feeling and here's why it was so hard. And she was like, no, it wasn't. That wasn't it at all. It was this other thing, which is that you can't do this show. You can't do it. You can't do it. And I was like, you don't know. You don't know that. Like, I don't know. It felt very presumptuous to me in a way
0: that always bothers me. I think her point – well, I think that – I could see how she got there because from her perspective, she's like, well, you – said like you just can't get there in this format in this amount of time and if that's your only issue then this shouldn't be a thing that works for you at all. I just feel like that's a
1: that's been the narrative of so many people on the show including herself like I didn't open up quickly enough I couldn't do it in time and then I deserve uh, a second chance right and she got that second chance and it feels very petty that she doesn't want Peter to have that
2: yes. And that's what makes me think know. she still likes well, it to an extent. I wonder – and, you know, it's funny because I I, I'm kind of on that same wavelength of, like, I think it was really about, like, her still feeling the deep connection and being frustrated by that. And, you know, like, if I were him, I'd take that as, like, oh, she's still sweating me because she still <laughs> cares. Exactly. Yeah. But I do – I also think that it's really – it's tough because I do think she's in this place right now where she's wanting to celebrate this part of her life, mm-hmm. but we're all learning the news, so she's kind of have to like relive the oh, recalibration. It must be yeah. Miserable,
0: and I think that was also part of the problem with them not yes. giving her and Peter, you know, a few minutes, yeah. to watch the rest of it play out. Because then, it, you know, when you go back and relive it, but like he's gotten a chance. To see her be happy with Brian. Yeah. Even for a few minutes. And she's gotten a chance to see the whole thing play out and hear people clapping for, you know, her love story. Like, this was, like, no, you need to react immediately and you need to, like, feel all of those things again. It's
1: like the wound was ripped open and instead of stitching it up before they, like— I'm not good at medical. <laughs> you get it. Like they were like immediately, just like here, pour some salt water in it. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, Chris Wait, loves to do that. Yeah, no, and he kept being like, so you do you still love Rachel? Also, say goodbye to her,
0: probably forever. And I was
1: like, Jesus, <laughs> in front of everyone. Alive. Can we yeah. talk like for a what? minute
0: about how he casually mentioned that he had to walk past her lashes for two days? Yes,
2: I what? was tr- really trying to figure he that out. He was saying with the like.
0: Because she said she cried her her fake lashes off, right? And then Peter mentioned he had the last couple of days that he was, I guess, still in Rioja before they flew him home. No one would clean them up off the floor, and he refused to. So he walked past her lashes every day. Oh my gosh.
2: god! Have you ever read Jennifer Posner's book Reality Bites Back? No, I've seen snippets, but I have not read it all the way through. Oh my gosh, you have to read it. It's so good. And it talks about the Bachelor franchise, but like all the tactics they used to kind of dig it in. And so the thing I heard about that with the eyelashes, I'm like, I'm sure this is probably what it is, just like playing folks with booze. <laughs> yeah, no, he was that. like, please clean those up. It's very
1: emotional for me. And they were like, just because, because you said that, we are never one. cleaning. Yeah, them. they were like, I think
0: you exactly. need to think of and reflect upon the mistakes that you've made a little right. bit more. Exactly. Um, oh, it was and just so... It was sad. sad. And then like, he... Made the, you know, I think tactical live TV mistake of kind of being like, I feel attacked.
2: Yes. Oh my gosh. And saying Which that to I, a black I, woman, I was like, oh, not in the moment <laughs> right now. Yeah. Your mentions are about to get And again. Drag it. I understood. I felt
1: so
0: attacked. Well, I un- that's that's again where I was like, I get. Where she's coming from and she's frustrated and I see why he did feel attacked because she was kind of going after him. Mm
2: -hmm. And and I knew I was kind of like, oh, he has no idea what he hath done to his mentions (laughs) (laughs) in this moment. But, yeah, I mean, I felt like the thing that was hard for me is – and one thing I do think was good about his portrayal here is, like, that there was a level of, like, tackling masculinity in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yes. That I don't know that the show did this on purpose with how they <laughs> were showing not. this because you know there's like a lot of like toxic masculinity in some ways but that like that there was this sort of like tenderness. Yeah. That was there or the tenderness between him and Dean, which is like one of the real love stories that came uh, out of this. Yes, yeah. true and love. so seeing him be vulnerable and public and that kind of thing, I thought was really powerful, especially because he wasn't someone who had been cast in that role. That he wasn't playing an archetype of someone who is the vulnerable guy or the one who, you know, that he really showing that he's visibly hurting. I mean, even saw that People magazine cover where they have a little Peter head on the bottom of it <laughs> saying that Peter is devastated, like, on Poor the bottom Peter. of it. Yeah. And I was just thinking, wow, you know, that this is really interesting that In the past, we've seen women more put in this place of, oh, they're devastated. Oh, they're super sad. Yeah. But we're seeing this from him.
1: I almost feel like that's a reason that we almost never see the reverse dynamic of what happened. Like when we saw this so much with Andy and Nick where he came out and was like, I've missed you. I'm hurt. It's good to see you, but it's also hard. And she was like, you can basically fuck off right now. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of lashed out and that became a really negative narrative for him. Um, And the same thing kind of happened with Peter, although he didn't lash out as badly. But he came out very vulnerable and opened up to her and she was like, Go away. Like I don't mm. even want to look at you. Like and that's two, a really the two lawyers. But you never <laughs> yes. see that with the bachelors. When they're at when their yeah. second place person comes out and she's like still emotional and hurt, we would be so unforgiving if the bachelor was mm-hmm. like, whatever, it was never real and I don't even really want to be here with you right now for one more second. Like we we expect men to be sensitive to women being hurt and in pain. Um, and heartbroken, and when men are like that, then it's sort of like, that's pathetic, don't bother us with your feelings, and I think that colors how we see these interactions, and I felt that way going with Nick, and like I, it was hard to see that again, because I like Rachel so much, and I was like, I don't want to feel like annoyed at
0: you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it, to me, it felt – it read as a defense mechanism where yeah. she was like, I need to draw lines to protect myself. Yeah. And, and so I am done – right, and my relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I am I'm done with this and I can't yeah. – I'm not allowing myself – I'm only allowing myself to access this frustration. I'm
2: not going to, like, yeah. dive much deeper. And let's be real because you're now setting off some synapses in my head about what – when you said protecting the relationship, I mean – Brian's the winner by default at this point, you know, like there's, I mean, so, and I don't know how that was communicated to him at the end or however, but protecting the relationship in terms of also performing for him that, you know, genuine, I'm saying it's genuine too, but to say yes, like I have chosen you because there is a narrative out there now where people are saying, well, you chose Brian because the guy that you really wanted wasn't ready for proposal.
1: I think that she thought that she was showing that she really chose brian and the same thing with andy Mm -hmm. and josh um but instead it created the opposite effect because it made her seem too emotionally bound up Mm -hmm. in it as we've been discussing um and i felt you know i felt for her in those you know like i tweeted about this little last night i've been in one major relationship aside from the one that i'm in now And it was such a long, slow process because I never wanted to turn on someone that I loved. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to be like, well, now I don't care about how you feel. I never wanted to be like what we had was bad. It was nothing. I was always very defensive of my relationship, even years later. And eventually I got to a place where I could be in another relationship. Um, But it would have been faster maybe if I'd been like, I can't talk to you. I don't feel positively toward you anymore anymore. Um, and she has a very short timeline. She's got to be mm-hmm. like ready to be engaged to someone else. So she's got to do that. Um, oh God! But and this was... is what happened on the show. We got so <laughs> caught up in Peter, and then it's like, time oh right. for a proposal. she still has to be proposed
0: to, and it no was one's lot excited of for it. A lot of emotional whiplash. Uh, We get a – not a very extended Neil Lane interlude. Yeah. We know (laughs) Um, Rachel wanted a pear-shaped diamond, and he picked out a relatively tasteful pear-shaped ring. People always get mad at me when I say that I don't like pear-shaped rings. I'm sorry, guys. It's just a personal preference. But I do agree that as far as Neil Lane rings go, this one was, like, nice and classic and tasteful. And I thought it It you made know, me looked, think about what kind good. of
1: ring he would have picked if he didn't have to pick a Neil Lane ring. <laughs> yes. I was like, this is a guy with, like, better he has, taste. like, good taste. It yeah. was a
2: teardrop shape. I mean, I was thinking that. Yeah, oh, it, was, yeah. it was a thicker than
0: an actual... Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it was just one line Normal of pair. one line of uh halo. Yeah. And just a single um, No line on like the band. weird Very metal classy.
0: you know, adornments. Yeah. And yeah. So it was great.
1: I, I actually kinda like I, I was like if I were the Bachelorette I would be okay with that ring personally. Um for me that's like a huge thing to say. Um and so then he gets out of the limo. And Walks up
0: to her. It's very windy on top oh of this castle so in Spain. This it was, was so loud. I could not get over the wind. I couldn't even pay attention to what he was saying. Because okay, it was I so could windy. because it was insane
1: and I wrote it down. Chemistry <laughs> he bomb. He says, My first step out of the limo, I knew I was in for the ride of my life. Wow. Not an auspicious beginning. When we first kissed, it was literally like a chemistry bomb had just exploded.
0: No. Mm. I knew in
1: my heart we could be (laughs) something special. You are everything I could ever want in a woman, a wife, the mother of my children. I am completely head over heels, totally, absolutely in love with you. I just hope you feel the same. And she then says, my heart has never been more confused than it has been this week. Also auspicious. I have always been drawn to the excitement of gambling my feelings on the complicated relationships – That's why when I met you, it just seemed too perfect, and I was trying to find cracks in what seemed like the perfect foundation. I really had to do some soul searching to find the courage to challenge myself, but this love has been so mature. It's tested me in ways that I couldn't have even imagined, and I always said I would know that the person I'm going to be with is someone I could never picture myself without. So right here in this moment standing with you, I see my forever, and I see my future. I just want to tell you that I love you, and I'm in love with you. And he says, I'm the best version of myself when I'm with you. You are so easy and effortless to love, and I just want to love you for the rest of my life. And that's when he kneels, and she's like, I
0: can't. Oh, my God.
1: And she was so excited. She was so excited. I, I actually so enjoyed,
0: excited. enjoyed that part that where they were adorable. just, like, sort of kissing, and he's starting to lean, and she's, like, laughing and squealing. Like, that was really yes. cute.
1: And he says, Rachel, Lynn, Lindsay, will you be my reina forever, which means queen. So sweet. Oh, that's cute. And... She says yes, and she gives him the final rose. And he says, 1000% I will take this rose. (laughs) And then he, like, we cut back. Um, they're like celebrating and like squealing, like, we're engaged, like to the hilltops, etc. Then he comes on stage to join Rachel, who has not been wearing her ring, to be clear. So the first thing he does is he kneels down. And says, Rachel, I loved you when I proposed to you on top of that mountain in Spain. I love you more every day, et cetera, et cetera. I never want you to take this ring off again. I have some news for him about regular cleanings. <laughs> and then he says, Rachel Lindsay, will you remarry me? And she's They like, were never yes. married.
2: Exactly.
1: In the first place. But I'll felt, forgive him that. I felt so hard for them in this moment
0: because the studio was silent. Yeah, oh, that was I, know. Hard to watch. I feel like they were trying to force everyone to cheer. But, like... You have to imagine there was only maybe what ten minutes, yeah, at most between. This was these a huge <laughs>
1: miscalculation. Like, like we saw Peter and Rachel break up so recently because of this interstitial cut. Like, instead of there being a whole <laughs> after the final
0: row, like a whole proposal and then a whole after the right, final row leading seen up to Eric this. come out and then Peter. Like, yes. there would have yes. been space between more space and we we yeah. needed that and clearly the studio audience needed that they're still much. recovering <laughs> yeah.
1: and you know I, and Brian and Rachel it's it's hard they've seen so much criticism of him um, a lot of it from us. I'm going to own that. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're and,
0: sorry. And uh,
1: so they're clearly, like, they have a list of things they, like, want to address. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, my mom loves her. She's just told yeah, that Rachel that she's so excited to be and in the family. Like, she did.
0: She really did. She Yay. really, really did do that. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like, guys, we are very worried about her, his mom. But also, <laughs> you're trying too hard. I know it's a fine line to walk. Um, and then he's, uh, like, talking about why he loves her. He's like, she's the best combination in a woman. The sass, the charm, the attorney in her actually turns me on. And I was oh, like, can't you just say know. something that I don't hate? <laughs> yes. Like, please. I want to be happy for you guys. And it just sounds like you're talking about, like, a doll that you picked out with, well, like, all the they features. apparently did
0: discuss um, options of places to live.
2: Yes. They might
0: move to LA. You want
2: to Like surprise. everyone yes. else? <laughs> I know. Didn't it sound like Vanessa and Nick were moving? Did they move there too, or were they planning on it? I think they did they're move there, LA. but they
0: travel a lot. Ah. Like, yeah. to no, they, they are based in LA, but she goes back to Montreal because she wanted
2: frequently. to stay in Montreal while she yeah. was on the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But no, no, they're they're still together, and they've been living in LA, and she wow. goes back to do her uh, new foundation wow. for special education in. Montreal. But, yeah, yeah I guess uh, Brian and Rachel might join the little <laughs> bachelor, bachelorette family uh, crew in L.A. Yeah. or in Dallas or Miami. But I almost think it would be wise to pick a new location, to pick a new location given that, like— I feel like his mom would be less offended than if he just moved to her family. Also, like,
1: if your family has so few boundaries, you don't want them to be able to pop in whenever. Yeah. Yeah. Actually,
0: L.A. seems like a healthy distance from from
1: Miami. Yes, And and Dallas. It's pretty far, but her family seems a little bit less. And and she has, like, um, nieces or nephews, I guess. I don't know if she has any nieces.
2: I think she has, like,
1: three or four nephews. nephews. I haven't been stalking her hard enough. But,
2: yeah, so... Constance Constance has... Did Constance have her baby yet? Yeah. Yes.
1: And her brother also has... Who we didn't meet. She's a brother? I know, right? Wow. (laughs) Right, her dad and her brother. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Very mysterious. I
1: know. Her her brother's also a federal judge. Oh, wow. Oh, no, I'm not. I have no idea what he was. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I wouldn't Um, be surprised. (laughs) No, seriously. Um... Yeah, so they talk a little bit about the plans they made, and I think a lot of people were sort of like, well, she already had all those conversations with Peter on the show, and now it seems like she's earlier on in those conversations with Brian. But, I mean, actually making that decision is a big step. They're both pretty settled where they are. Um, And now now begins
0: the time when they actually get to play this relationship out. Yeah. I mean, it's just how it works. (laughs) Yeah, Um,
1: So – We're very happy that Rachel is clearly very happy. She's uh, very glowing. I think it's always hard, you know, when... I mean most of us don't experience this that you have your happy ending and such a very public painful breakup right before it
0: um and then she, everyone uh in the country weighs in on Yeah and in other countries And it would
1: make sense <laughs> for her to still be processing to some extent but she seems very happy
0: and they seemed very
2: We wish her the best. Love. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um any reflections on this season as a whole? How do how do we feel about it?
2: You know, I really like her. I I mean I think that was the thing that I it's She's one of the bachelorettes I've been most invested in for obvious reasons, but also I just her personality. I really thought she was a standout during Nick's season as well. And so I like to see the multiple layers of her personality, the way she thinks about the world, you know, when she was kind of clapping back at Lee, all those things. So I was thinking, oh, you know, I, I, I liked seeing a bachelorette with more dimension, yeah, And yeah. that was really important to me from a feminist perspective, but also as a black woman, I thought that um, representation was important too to kind of show that we aren't monolithic and that you can experience your black womanness in different ways. And I like that about Rachel and the public being able to be exposed to her family um, it felt kind of like The Cosby Show used to be for me as a child. Before, <laughs> I would say uh, that, like that yeah. was reflective yeah. more of like how I grew up and n- needing more of those um, sorts of portrayals. Although, you know, I, I definitely was not going to vineyards in Spain <laughs> <What>? <laughs> on a regular I mean. basis. You know what I mean? But Who um, among us? <laughs> exactly that I-, I felt that she really. Held her own in a way that um, was very dignified and strong and empowered and self possessed throughout, and I respect it. Although I did want Peter to be, yeah, you, like we At can just end. respectfully, can't uh, you
0: know, not see see our own preferences in her yes. decision, but still be on board with her because she seems and I mean wonderful. It's inter-
1: like Rachel is. I think, has the best taste of, like, any lead I've ever seen. Yes. Um, I I think, think actually, Nick comes the closest because I loved his final three people. But she, she consistently winnowed it down to, like, really great people. She gave people a chance for great reasons. And then she let them go for reasons that were very thought through. And, you know... I wish that things had worked out with Peter, but I think she made the decision that was right for her as, you know, someone who, you know, I've been in the Peter relationship and I've been in the Brian relationship. I don't want to compare Greg to Brian, but, like, that (laughs) attitude is is much better to have in a lifelong relationship Mm -hmm. of, like, I'm all in and I don't need to to really – pick apart our relationship. I just am going to buy into it. I think that she was right to choose that in the end, um, as hard as that is to say for
0: me. I agree. I yeah. agree with everything you guys oh, just God. said. And I also um, have a real appreciation for the cast of men that, minus Lee, yeah. that yes. they <laughs> put out there this season. Yeah. I think the friendships between these men, and we've spoken about this before, but the like lack of fragile masculinity I think was really refreshing. And I hope that ABC kind of takes a cue from this mm-hmm. and allows, you know, a, yes. a greater variety of men and, you know, men with really interesting jobs and, like, yes. more Fulbright scholars would be appreciated. No you appreciate weapons it? ever. No
1: weapons. <laughs>
0: well, they, no. you know, they, they can make it one episode. <laughs> I mean, if, that, if that's
1: got to be the villain, then fine. But jumping off of that, who do you guys think um, is in the front running for the next Bachelor?
0: Last night left me very confused because going in, I was like, 100% it's going to be Peter. But then Rachel's – this sort of narrative, I think they'd have to, like, do some narrative work to overcome that, which they could. They definitely could, especially because there's some distance. They don't announce it till you know, we're almost done with Paradise. So I think – the people I could see it being would be – I'd say Eric and Peter are probably the top two. And then depending how Dean does on Paradise, I could actually see them maybe going back to him and seeing if he's interested.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that too. I mean one of the things makes me wonder if Peter could actually carry a lead – that, I mean, that's the thing just in terms of his reserve, which is a part of his M.O., <laughs> yeah. um, that I wonder, you know, that if he really would want to do this when he, you can see that he kind of really was questioning the process. His annoyance with some of the other people like Brian yeah. came from that and that he's, you know, was really kind of staunched in a sort of realness <laughs> that yeah. he wasn't kind of giving into to the fairy tale of the show aspires to. Um, I also just think they should bring back Blake. <laughs> of uh, Blake Kay. Yes, I'm a Blake Kay enthusiast from the beginning. He was cut all too soon. And, and I'm kind of so sad that they didn't try to I wish put him, him on hope. paradise. I mean, the thing yes. that happened
1: with Blake is that he had a family emergency uh, and he had to leave. Yeah. And I think they probably were just like, just stay through the rose ceremony yes. and she'll send you home and you can go. But his grandfather was sick, oh, so he went sick. to Hawaii. It's hard because it's hard to see a natural launching pad for his bachelor career from that.
2: Unless um, they had I thrown just him in as like a random <laughs> just on paradise. I would be amazing because I mean, even I was invested. I saw so many other people yeah. were like, Blake, hey, why is he going? Because I didn't know about the family thing. So I was thinking, he has a fan base without having done anything. I I mean, <laughs> that includes it, me. But it could be like a milkshake
1: doc situation. Yes. Um, which, you know, I, I'm always – I try to be careful because in the past I've gotten really excited about guys that I thought were really cute and that didn't make it far. And then you get like into Juan their Pablo? social media. and then, yes. Or that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking also of other um, – Bachelor franchises, we got a little sneak peek of Paradise <laughs> that people really wanted to hear our thoughts on, and I almost forgot to bring it up, and um, we have to talk well, about it. We I'd just have to. I'd say
0: maybe our—the th- only maybe feminism fail that I really saw last night— Definitely the worst one. —was this promo. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. this promo was um, one hot mess. Yeah, mask. definitely the worst one. Like, we—just more evidence that ABC does not know how to delicately— handle the whole incident that occurred between DeMario and Corinne and the producers. Um, they ju- – just, like, the whole thing was was a mess. I almost wish they had just sidestepped that part of it if they were going to make the promo kind of upbeat and frothy. Like, I, I, I can't say what the best way to do it was, but I don't <laughs> yeah, think they should have combined this. them. I feel like if
1: they were going to – talk about the sexual assault allegations, which is really what Mm -hmm. happened, Then they needed to address it in a more serious somber tone tone that was like this season things got really real and it was tough for a lot of people and we, you know, we want to, you know, share this because blah, blah, blah. The world is full of complicated situations, and th- this is what happened. And instead they were like, whoa, so scandalous. They had in the Drama. pool, and then we shut it down, and then now we're back. And it's like— And then it's Jasmine being like, I'll give you good
0: TV, ABC. Which yes, I'm like, yes. I was like, I trust you, Will, Jasmine. But, oh, yeah, yes. they, the two parts just did felt so gross together. Yeah. Because these are not the same
2: thing. like At all. At all. <sighs> Yeah, it was just—and then it was sad, too, because I was like, uh, and don't show me clips of Dean, like, going against any of my Dean (laughs) appreciation and love and exalting right now. Like, don't show me potential bad guy Dean clips. Don't show me Dean going for the twins.
0: Yeah, Oh, I don't think he's going to go for the twins. better i will lose my shit (laughs) i don't think so i don't think so the fact that that's the only small clip we've seen of them and there's been almost no press around them going tells me that they're going to be one of those like blips
1: yeah but it does seem like things do not go well with
0: christina in the end um he definitely posted on instagram a sort of thing basically like warning people like i messed some things up oh god (laughs) um
1: another thing that we see is Raven and Dominique kissing. Oh, yes. I saw that. I'm like, I don't think that we have any past reason to believe that Raven, who we saw a lot more of than Dominique, is interested in women. So I'm like a little worried about how that's going to actually
0: play out. Yeah. I don't think that this was a dating situation. I think it was a performative. But it
1: looked sort of performative. And like I'm nervous – if, if it happens and they are genuinely into each other, I will be so pleased. But, like, it seemed more like they were like, look, some girls are going to kiss. Aww.
2: Yeah. I hope it wasn't performative or anything, like, for the male gaze, so to speak, right. some sort of thing. But I do have to say Raven is one of my—the Raven-Rachel uh, friendship is yeah. one of my favorite things. I know.
0: Raven really has surpassed all of my my very initial judgmental expectations yeah. of her um, from last season. I, I mean, she really grew on me throughout Nick's season, and now seeing just, like, her social media presence, and she seems like a really, like, good, fierce friend to a lot of the other people in the, the Bachelor family, um, and it looks like—it also looks like this cast— From purse stalking them all on Instagram (laughs) seems to have become like incredibly, incredibly close throughout this whole experience. Rachel's
2: friends with Jasmine too, right? Yeah, she's friends with a lot of the girls from
0: um, Christina, Alexis, like, and they're Mm -hmm. all very, very close. Danielle L. too, I think.
1: Yeah. They actually, um, a bunch of them went to Punta Cana to celebrate Rachel's engagement and then she like couldn't make it. So there are all these pictures of them like, Celebrating her, you know, engagement
0: to oh, Brian. She was supposed to go. She was supposed to go. I didn't really. Yeah, it was. It was That's a bunch so of the funny. girls plus Jack Stone, Iggy, and Adam. <laughs> That's hilarious. <her. laughs> yeah, and
2: I was and I'm like, oh. Iggy just reminds me of Diggy. That would be a great bachelor too, but I don't think he will. Oh but no. Diggy
0: is going to be on Paradise. I so love. He's going to be
2: great. Maybe he'll build his profile. And yes. It
0: seems like
1: Jack Stone builds. Something, <laughs> yeah. His little black book. Well, all maybe. of these girls
0: yes. seem to like be very good friends with him, and, and also Matt, who I like. I'm, I mean, they both I'm hopeful seem for great. Matt. Yeah, like, they seem like good. And I like Adam? Good guys. All right, is giving
1: us the signal because <laughs> we have gone way over as per yeah. usual. He usually doesn't even bother giving us the signal anymore. Um, all right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for Um, having me. Can't believe this season is finally over, but it was great to have you here to really wrap it all up with us. And we hope you'll come back again in the future. I'd love to. And now, welcome to Feminism Fails, where we rate the most cringeworthy anti-lady moments of the week on our very own patented feminism fail scale. One,
0: you do you, bro. Two, that's questionable. Three, not cool people. Four, the 1950s are back. Five, gender equality is straight up dead. And now for our final feminism fails of this season. Yeah, there are going to be more feminism
1: fails. (laughs) Um, But... This particular episode, um, emotions were running high, and we had a Bachelor in Paradise promo. So, yeah, there were some feminism fails. First, uh, Peter says that Rachel's life without him will be mediocre. Um, He was definitely hurt and lashing out, but also kind of implied that she needed the right man to give her a good life, and that was him, and he knew it was best for her. And I'm not a fan of that. I'm just going to give that a two because he
0: was sad. And then Brian keeps saying he wants to show Rachel off and sort of presenting her as like a weird dollar trophy. Again, we think that his emotions towards her uh, seem pretty genuine. uh, And that's maybe just the way that he talks. (laughs) We're going to give that one a three. Um,
1: And now let's talk about that Bachelor in Paradise promo, which was uh, um, just a mess. I'm not even going to call it a hot mess. Um, First, there's this. Kiss between Raven and Dominique that seems like it might be some queer baiting was called out to me on Twitter by at Maslowick. And I'm going to give that a four, although I will change that rating if it turns out that they date on the show and are into each other.
0: And then, of course, as we spoke about before briefly, the show uses the really contentious and upsetting sexual assault allegations and investigation As a hook for drama in the trailer, we're going to give that a five because ABC, you should know better by now. Just do better.
1: Yeah, we thought this whole thing was an educating moment for you and it seems like it was the opposite.
0: And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Jamia Wilson, and of course, our producer, Nick Offenberg.
1: Now's a great time to find Here to Make Friends on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and give us a rating as a little celebration for the finale. Um, we're also on Facebook. Please like us there. You can find us on Twitter and
0: Instagram. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. Or you can always send us an email at friends at HuffPost.com. Thanks for listening. We will actually be back later
1: this week with a bonus interview with Eric Bigger. And we'll be back next week for Bachelor in Paradise. Um, Chances are we will be coming at you on Wednesdays because, um, as you know, they often do Monday-Tuesday
0: episodes for Bachelor in Paradise. And we're sorry we just can't do two episodes every week. As as much as we love you, we need to uh, whittle our Bachelor in Paradise recaps down to just once a week so if there is a Monday Tuesday um, lineup for a few weeks uh, we're gonna come at you on Wednesday if that changes we'll be back to Tuesday but we can't wait
1: to dig into what looks like a really atrocious season (laughs) with you and uh, if you choose not to watch with us let's just say we totally understand
0: You're probably already familiar with Vogue. You know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than 100 years? You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue.
1: Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet.
0: Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori Birch, and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher.
1: Go beyond the pages of Vogue with The Run Through, available wherever you get your podcasts.